Have you ever seen Mount Shasta up close? It's a prominent volcano in Northern California. It's really hard to miss if you've ever driven down that way on the I-5. It's right there. And it's really something when you see it. It's not surprising to find that over hundreds and hundreds of years, it's become the source of all sorts of myths and legends and yes, even paranormal beliefs. So what is it about Mount Shasta that makes it a magnet for all of this? Well, Laura Kinnery is an award-winning freelance writer who has written about the mystery of Mount Shasta and joins us now to talk about that. Well, Laura, thanks so much for joining us this morning to talk about Mount Shasta. First of all, it's so spectacular. It's a great question that you ask. Why are we so captivated with it? Well, I mean, one of the things about Mount Shasta, the first time that I had seen it was on the Amtrak train. And when you're, you know, you're passing by it, it stands off by itself. It's a stratovolcano, so it's completely, it's this peak volcano that is just kind of alone. And it seems almost mystifying. You're like, why is this rising out of the, yes. out of the nothingness? It definitely, it seems to dominate the landscape, doesn't it? It really does. So why is that the reason why do you think that in in history people have become captivated by it, that it seems to be this this center for so many different beliefs? Well, um, one of the sources that I spoke to when I was writing the story on Mount Shasta for Atlas Obscura said that when we don't understand things, we try and make up stories about them. You know, we, tr- we try and figure out why it is that something came to be. And... Because it's so unique in that it's part of the Ring of Fire, which actually goes around the entire Pacific, but it stands off by itself, so it seems like it's, you know, solitary. It is solitary, but it seems like it's not part of anything else. People are trying to figure out why it's there in the first place, and so they come up with all of these different story ideas. Some of them are spiritual, some of them are mythical, some of them are geological. Geological ones are, you know... (laughs) based in some scientific theory, but a lot of people, you know, there's the Native American belief that um, Bigfoot inhabits the, the mountain. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is that uh, one of my sources had said that every place you go is a sacred, is sacred or special to someone or something. Um, and, you know, people want to make magic um, mm-hmm. out of things they don't understand. That is so true. Is it also because, as you point out, it does sit kind of by itself, right? It sits, uh, what is it, like your article points out, 15 miles away from the kind of standard line of other volcanoes on that Cascade line? Yeah, and so a lot of people don't realize that it is part of this larger Cascade ring of fire. And because it stands out by itself, you know, you're driving up Highway 5, you're taking the Amtrak, you see this monstrosity rising out of... um, out of the landscape. And, you, you know, you want to know more about it. It just seems very unique in a way that if you were in, say, Glacier National Park or the Rocky Mountains, you know, all of the mountains are there together. They don't have this very unique, I guess, view that, they, you know, you don't see them in a way that, right. that you think, what is that? Why, how did that come to be? That's so true. What are some of the, the legends around it that have developed over time? Uh, well, there were the Lemurians, and the Lemurians were believed to have survived um, this catastrophic, catastrophic event um, where I think it was their, their city, there was a flood or something, their city um, was sort of like the city, lost city of Babylon. And so they came to have settled underneath 
Mount Shasta in a city called Palos. And a lot of people will see them walking around Mount Shasta. They're like seven feet tall. They wear sandals. <laughs> they, they have white robes. Um, you know, that is, a lot of people say they've seen them. Then there are the lizard people who are reptilian humanoids. Lizard people? Also, the lizard people, which is so funny because a friend of mine I had actually heard of the lizard people, and he knew that they resided in Mount Shasta. They're lizard-like people. Um, there is a religious group called the Ascended Masters, and they believe um, that they're enlightened beings existing in higher dimensions, and they spend a lot of time around Mount Shasta. And then there are the Native American um, stories, which include Bigfoot, who resides on Mount Shasta. What's your favorite? I'm a big fan of Bigfoot. I've lived in California, Northern California, for about 30 years. And, you know, we're close to the Pacific Northwest. Bigfoot is a big presence, um, no pun intended there. And so I've always been kind of drawn to that particular legend. Or, and, you know, if it's not a legend, that story. <laughs> you know what? And having just, I just, it was part of my road trip this summer that I did. And so, yes, I saw all of the kind of Bigfoot lore and myths right up close. And you're right. It's a huge part of that community. It really is. And it's so fascinating. It is. So we do. Is that how you feel like we clearly different cultures need to tell a story about objects that seem to be in their midst? Yeah. Um, for example, I was just writing a story on the Boabab tree that's in Africa. It's a very large tree um, that has so many stories behind it, so many legends, because people want to know how these things are created. You know, there's the story of creation that goes along with religion. You know, there's a story of the Big Bang, but people want to know specific reasons why, reasons why specific landscapes or natural monuments have come to be. And so they create stories to make them feel a little better because it's a little scary not to know, <laughs> not to know how this huge, you know, volcano is, is standing there right in front of you. That is so true. Well, you know what? Now I want to drive by it again and take another look. Uh, thank you so much for your time on that this morning. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. That's Laura Kinnery. Laura's an award-winning freelance writer who has written about Mount Shasta. Now, if you've ever seen it, you kind of get what she's talking about, is that it's so spectacular and it is sitting there kind of all by itself. And it's no wonder that it has developed all of these legends and lures and even paranormal beliefs that have kind of built up around it.